going on y'all this is Marquine nightmare baller one whatever you know me as and uh yeah I know it's been a while and I got some things to discuss and some things to explain and all that shit but uh I figured it's important I need to hit y'all with some audio two things uh I know I talked about doing a match of the decade thing and that's still happening However, that undertaking is going to take a lot a lot longer than I thought because this decade is probably the greatest wrestling decade of all time. So there's like, there's literally hundreds of matches, you know what I mean, that were really highly regarded. And uh, what I'm thinking about doing is uh, pretty much breaking down a section of, uh, you know what I'm saying, of each match. Because like, I want to do one. No one else is like really doing one. People have talked about it, but like no one else is doing one, and I feel like you know that'd be something unique. And not many other people are doing. I know this is the last day of 2019, but you know early next year y'all might see little little bits and pieces of that, you know, come out. And I know I say it all the time, but like 2020, man, like I want this to go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I kind of you know I, I kind of like podcasting and shit like that, man. This is my passion. To it to an extent, you know. What I mean, even though I don't do it as much because I'd be dead tired. But uh, plus, uh, seek your own shadows die twice is like taking over my life at this moment. But <laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, definitely a match of the decade thing coming. But uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about two things. It's the end of the year, man. Uh, time for the year end awards. Uh, my takes on who had a great year, who had a bad year, some of the best matches, things like that. And uh, also, in less than a week, the biggest wrestling weekend for me every year, Wrestle Kingdom. It's time the two-night extravaganza. Um, yeah, but uh, let's get into these year-end uh, conversation and things like that. Um, this year overall, do I think it was better than 2018? Um Hmm. Probably, probably, but um, I don't know if my high-end matches from this year reached the level of like the high-end matches I had last year. And there's probably just as many great matches. Like this year, I narrowed my match of the year list down to five. You know what I mean? Last year, I had like so many, but you know, I I, I could have narrowed it down to five, but I'm, I, I did that this year. I made it a goal. To do that this year. But I got five. Um, but yeah. I want to start with wrestler of the year. This one's pretty obvious man. Um, like I said. With me. Uh, I know there's like the best draw. And the best in-ring performer. And a combination of both. And I think this year. Uh, the biggest. He, while he might not have been the biggest draw. He's definitely been the best combination of both. And definitely in terms of in-ring. It ain't fucking close. And that's Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay has had a year, maybe maybe the greatest in-ring year of all time. Like, he's been a major component of three pro, of three giant tournaments in pro wrestling. The New Japan Cup, the Best of the Super Juniors, and the uh, G1 Climax. Uh, I feel like in the Best of the Super Juniors, this man had straight four-star matches with every single person he stepped in the ring with. Yeah, you know I mean, at the very least, yeah, you know I mean, uh, in the G One climax, he was incredible. Other than the bad luck folly match, I think I gave all his matches for. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, in the New Japan Cup, he was great. He pulled a really good match out of bad luck folly, and him and Lance Archer killed it. Um, not to mention, he's becoming a bigger star in Japan. Like the Japanese crowd. The more the year has gone along, the more, you know what I'm saying, they've, they've been drawn to him. And I'm not even just, like, even if you look at his work outside of New Japan, his tag team uh, TLC match he had in progress for the uh, tag titles or whatever with uh, Paul Robinson versus, uh, fuck, I should have wrote this down. Doesn't matter. That match. <laughs> uh, his his match with Bandito at RussellCon. Uh, fucking everywhere, man. He has been... Phenomenal this year. Will Ospreay, hands down, wrestler of the year. And I kind of don't want to hear an argument for anyone else. Like, yeah, you could bring up Kento Miyahara. Kento Miyahara has carried all Japan on his back. You know what I mean? He's had great title defenses. He's probably the best world champion 
in pro wrestling, Kento, pro- probably, of the year. Like, probably, definitely. Well, definitely, actually. Yeah, I mean, um, you know what I mean? You can bring up Shingo Takagi. Shingo Takagi's one of the best wrestlers of the decade. He's, uh, you know what I mean? He's incredible. You know what I mean? All-time great. Legend. You know what I mean? But, nah, man. Not better than Will. Will Will's just done more this year, man. It's Will fucking Osprey. Um, show of the year. Show of the year was a little difficult. Because, you know, uh, I thought about Wrestle Kingdom last year. It was a little disappointing, but I thought about it. Um, Dominion, definitely. But uh, that main event was kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? It kind of like ruined the entire show. But I think maybe not in terms of match quality and things like that. Uh, I'm going to give the show of the year to AEW Double or Nothing because of what it meant, uh, the importance behind it, and also it had high-end matches. And it's clearly their best pay-per-view, you know what I mean? I'm going to have to give it to that. Uh, Another show that I think deserves a lot of credit is TakeOver New York. I thought that was amazing with a main event that I will talk about later. And a uh, little bit of a spoiler. Uh, um, uh, yeah, man. It was just very fucking... It's definitely the WWE show of the year. Um, hands down. Even though the WWE... I might talk about them later. Uh, let's see. Most improved wrestler of the year, man. Um, even though I would argue maybe he didn't get better... But I feel like he's more in tune with his gimmick now, and like what 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 he can do to create moments and a good match and things like that. And that's Tai Chi. Tai Chi has been like really really great. He is in that pocket now. He was always a talented worker. He was trained by Toshiaki Kawada. Always been a talented worker. But like the thing is that the gimmick has always gotten in the way of his matches. Not anymore. Like. He has put on like great match after great match after great match. His G one was great. His uh, <laughs> like he had tights. He had a great G one. Go figure. His uh, everything you know. what I'm saying he's done this year has pretty much been good, man. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying it, but like I look forward to Tai Chi matches now. It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been great. Hold on, yeah. All right, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's been great. Hold on one. But yeah. Um, oh shit. Yeah, the magic of editing might cut that out. But probably not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tai Chi, uh, most approved wrestler of the year. He's in that pocket now where, like, his gimmick doesn't hinder him anymore, man. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty fascinating how he was able to turn that around. I don't know what clicked in him, but, uh, yeah, his G1 was great. His series of matches with Naito this year have been really good. Uh, as a character, he's been compelling almost as much as I've seen the idea of an angle shot with him that that Suzuki Goon becomes full circle because I remember um, Joe Lanza voices of wrestling, not just him, a few people pretty much talked about how they heard from different people that Minoru Suzuki had been unhappy with his his position in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, if they shoot that angle where like it comes full circle, how Taichi went from being the slave of, you know what I'm saying, of Suzuki to, like, the usurper of Suzuki and, like, you know, getting Suzuki gun to turn against him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great idea, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I totally before that, you know what I mean? Because he, he, I feel like he's coming to his own, man. Like, Taichi, definitely most improved. Uh, Another dude that I think is, uh, has uh, really fucking improved this year is, um, even more than even more than uh, last year is Leo Rush. Leo Rush has come a long way, man. Like uh, I always felt like he was a dude that didn't really understand psychology, and I think that although he is kind of spotty still, I think that you know it's clear. Like you know, since he's been back to NXT, like his matches have told better stories and things like that. So definitely, he's up there too. But I think Taichi is like, yeah, yeah, definitely like most improved wrestler. Best on the mic. Now, here's the thing. There's two guys, right? well, three guys that I'm like, okay, yeah, most definitely. I gave it to Jay White last year. And he's definitely in that conversation again this year. In fact, I think like his promos this year have even been better and more iconic. You know what I mean? Like he's definitely like he definitely sells his matches with things beyond just wrestling. You know what I mean? So like he's definitely up there. 
Jericho's definitely up there. Jericho <laughs> or, or AEW Dynamite every week is fucking phenomenal, man. Like, pretty much, like, his promos are hilarious. And, like, it's hard because, like, he's supposed to be a heel. But, like, it's hard to boo him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just... But he's so good, man. It's like we we acknowledge how good he is. You know what I mean? But I think you got to go with MJF, man. MJF is so young. And he is just... He's in this pocket where, like, you know... As a heel, like, no one can touch him, man. There's no ironic, like, oh, we're kind of cheering this guy. Like, nah, like, he's an ass, man. And, like, and his promos are, like, all time, like, fucking, like, great. Like, the one he cut in the back with Warlow that they didn't show on TV uh, from a few weeks ago. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, why would they? <laughs> but, yeah, he's incredible. He's incredible on the mic. And I would even argue probably has, like, him and Jericho probably have, like, the best gimmick, even though I'm not really going to talk about that. But, yeah, him and Jericho might have the best gimmick, one of those two. So, yeah, man, MJF is, like, definitely up there. Uh, tag Team of the Year is a little difficult because tag team wrestling this year has been kind of weak. Like, you could go with the Violent Giants in all Japan. We're going match quality, maybe them, like, easily. Uh, you know... Gorillas of Destiny, you know, even though the tag team division in New Japan has been stale, uh, they've been the anchors of it. You know what I mean? They've been the the one tag team that's constantly been in the mix. Uh, even Ishimori and El Phantasmo, who I would argue their title run has actually been pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, I always, you know, uh, always fishing O'Reilly. You know what I mean? Uh, Red Dragon, always. You know what I mean? Definitely in the mix. Um... It's just a little weird. Like, the Young Bucks, always the Young Bucks. You know what I mean? The Lucha Bros. How'd I forget them? Uh, so, I, like, I, I I left this blank. Like, I, I don't really know. I'm not really I'm not really going to say because I feel like that no one has really, you know what I mean, uh, stepped out, you know what I mean, and really, you know, took that title. Like, I mean, I would have said at, like, the beginning of the year, Big R and, um, and, uh, Big R and Ben K before they broke up. I would have did that, but like they broke up. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, I'm not gonna go with them. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just I just left it blank. But tag as a whole, tag team wrestling's been kind of weak this year. You know what I mean? If we just if we're just keeping a spade a spade. So yeah, there's that. All right, uh, worst promotion of the year. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into worst show, but worst promotion of the year. I feel like I have to talk about it. It's clearly Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor had so many opportunities to really make a big splash this year. And they made every single bad decision you could possibly make. Like Ring of Honor, all of the misfortune that they've had this year, they've bought on themselves. And they got nobody to blame but themselves. They sold out Madison Square Garden with New Japan for wrestling. And they proceeded to make every wrong decision you could, you could just make. Like the whole thing with Enzo and Cass was... Beyond idiocy, the fucking putting the belt on Matt Taven, you know what I mean, who, no disrespect to him, I know he works hard, I got nothing against Taven per se, but it wasn't a good idea, and I think that's been proven, you know what I mean, like he shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't have did that, you know what I mean, Should, shouldn't have did that, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it was, it's just a bad idea, just a bad idea, and just like, just everything they've done, man, just is. Has not been a good year for Ring of Honor at all, man. And I think it's clearly them. Even though the WWE main roster is awful. They continue to drive off viewers every single week. NXT, all things considered, I feel like is a pretty good number. All things considered. It could be better if the main roster wasn't so terrible. You know what I mean? Like they do every week. NXT is a good show every week. You know what I mean? Problem is the main roster is so terrible that that number could be even better. I feel like, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, just just Ring of Honor though, <laughs> Ring of Honor, man. Um, best wrestling show weekly is AEW Dynamite. I think that's like pretty clear. Week after week, they it's how pro wrestling TV should be. They build angles. They give you quality matches, like you know enough quality matches to entertain you if you just come for pure wrestling. And, you know, they build things up towards the pay-per-views and the shows are unconventional. You know what I mean? You you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't, uh, you can't just, you know, do the same thing over and over. Um, but yeah, there's that. 
Uh, let's see. What am I forgetting? That's it. That's it. Before I get to the big one. Match of the year. All right. Okay. There are five matches that I have written down here that are my five. These are the five that elicited the most reaction out of me that encompass everything that I like about pro wrestling all in one. Yeah, I mean, this hobby that I've been following for, I guess, 31 years now. Now, there's so many honorable mentions. I'll give you an example. Like, Tanahashi versus Will Ospreay is not on this list. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, from the G1, it's, it's not on this list. Will Ospreay versus Bandito is not on this list. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's a few. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of Kento defenses that aren't on this list. I got one on there. But there's, there's a lot of Kento defenses that aren't on this list. You know what I mean? Uh, Gargano Cold 2 is not on this list. You know what I mean? All worthy matches, though. Let me get into the top five. Number five, we got Kento Miyahara versus Naoya Nomura from All Japan, I want to say in September. I do not have the date. The title defense, the uh, the actual title defense. Um, The second one, fucking phenomenal. Because the crowd was ready for Nomura right here. This was the time to pull the trigger. If they would have did it, it would have worked perfectly. The crowd made this what it was. They told the story of Kento coming into the match, basically not feeling like he was ready. He was like, yo, Nomura's not ready for me. I can walk through this kid. You know what I mean? And then he goes through all his stuff, and he couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, all the stuff that usually works on everybody else wasn't working on Nomura. He had counters for everything. He scouted this man heavily. He did his fucking homework on Kento. You know what I mean? Till it got to the point where Nomura... You know, actually counter into his fucking fireman's carry drop Death Valley driver thing. I forget the name of. And like, Kento was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, can't, you know, he got the shoulder up and things like that. But uh, he knew he had to take, he had to get aggressive to put him away. And when you hit him with that high angle, that high angle fucking strict jacket, you knew that was it. You know what I mean? Like he, he didn't just hit him with it. He put some stank on that motherfucker. You know what I mean? That match is phenomenal, man. Amazing story told in that. I gave all these matches five, by the way. Amazing story in that match. That's my number five. Number four, we got Pac versus KZ from Dragon Gate in February of this year. Uh, this was this was shot single camera. was not one of the big shows, so they just shot it single camera. When they announced this title defense, I was like, okay, there's no chance KZ beats Pac. There's no chance. It's too early in his title reign. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you know I mean, the thing was, though, <laughs> the thing was, I really thought it could have, you know, what I mean, like during the match, it made me forget like this is Casey, you know, what I mean, they're not going to have Casey, you know, Pac. this made me actually, you know, forget about that because they built Pac up as the biggest heel, you know, what I mean, in the company, you know, what I mean, so I was like, OK, you know, what I mean, he's not going to win. Let's just hope for a good match. But like the match was able to make me forget about all that. Fucking brutal shit in this. The the end of this match, it, it, I'm not going to ruin it. It's just like I legit thought Casey was dead, man. Phenomenal fucking match. If you're into Dragon Gate at all, you were invested watching this. You know what I mean? And it was shot with a single camera. That's how you know it was great. Single camera, no commentary, and I gave no fucks. I was so invested in this match. Phenomenal fucking match. Number three, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole take over New York. Man. I know a lot of people talk about excess and all the kickouts and the near falls and yank, 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 yank. whatever. I don't give a fuck. All right? <laughs> like, I don't care, man. This match exuded drama and and it, pretty much in pro wrestling, right? No matter how you, no matter how you get to the point, you have to tell a compelling story that goes beyond just the moves you're seeing. To where you get people to buy into winners, losers, and what's happening. You know what I mean? This match took you on a ride. I think my if they took away the two out of three fall stipulation, <laughs> we could be talking about the greatest match in WWE history. You know what I mean? It could still be, in my opinion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was that good. I just felt like it did not need the stipulation. You know what I mean? But... I guess it did kind of help for that last fall, I guess, you know what I mean? But you could tweak it, you know what I mean? Because, I don't know, I feel like it was too early for the stipulation. But I guess the I guess the last fall doesn't work 
as effectively without the stipulation. So there's that. But uh, I heard a lot of people say, you know, Johnny kicked out of so many finishes. He really only kicked out of one, one time. He kicked out of the last shot one time. You know what I mean? They did. They built near, and that was the final near fall. I watched this match like four times. That was the final near fall, and that was the loudest pop. You know what I mean? When Cole hit the last shot, and the crowd was stunned because he kicked out. Because even the way they set it up, we've been watching enough pro wrestling to know that if somebody takes forever to get to get to a cover, then you know I'm saying that the person's gonna kick out. Thing is, Cole hit the last shot and immediately pinned him after distractions or whatever. We thought that was it. As pro wrestling fans, us know, oh, this is how it goes. Nah, man, they flipped that on his head. Gargano kicked out. I was like, okay, he's not going to win. And then he did. You know what I mean? When the match started, the fans were on Adam Cole's side. People didn't want. They didn't want Gargano to win when the match started. By the end, they were chanting for Johnny Wrestling. And then the visual of Ciampa coming out with the neck brace, holding his hand up, like, you know, fuck this kayfabe shit. This is still my boy. It was, it was a smart move. If Triple H can do this, <laughs> Triple H, William Regal, uh, uh, Shawn Michaels and everybody involved with NXT. If they can do this, why can't those fucks do that shit? This man, like, you have people that are capable of telling long-term compelling stories. You have people that can do it. Get out the way and let people do it. Just saying. Get out the fucking way. Number two. Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi. Best of the Super Junior Final. In terms of just pro wrestling in terms of just the action and wrestling this is the best match of the year one of the best matches of all time like legit in terms of just wrestling you know what I mean I I, I don't want to give away too much <laughs> just this match had Twitter buzzing when it was going on like my timeline fucking exploded um, the world of pro wrestling was on watch like hey you need to see this I showed this match to a non-fan, and they were, like, just fucking at the edge of their seat. I showed it. I, it's the, my number one, though, I also showed it to a non-fan, and i get to that. But uh, they were on the edge of their seat, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, man, like, uh, th this was one of them ones, man, you know what I'm saying? This, this was one of them ones. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I know what y'all thinking. My number one, well, he hadn't said it, right? And he talked so much about it in the last video. <laughs> well, the last of recording, David Starr and Jordan Devlin. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Going through all these matches again, like I did, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Devlin, and David Starr is phenomenal. It's number six. Like it almost made this list as number six. Five star match, match of the year candidate, incredible. But I think the thing that helps that match even more so than the match is the build-up to the match. Taking the entire package as a whole, it might be number one. But the match itself, like, in terms of just, like, the work in it, you know what I mean? Just, like, the work in it. It's not quite, you know what I mean, like, uh, top five. It's, like, right outside of my top five. I've seen some people have it as number one. Everybody pretty much concedes it's one of the best matches of the year. It just didn't quite make it there for me. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, like, maybe I got to my opinion might change again. You know what I mean? I don't know. I had it at number two. And, but that was, like, such an instant reaction to it. You know what I mean? And after, like, sitting around, sitting on it, watching it a couple times, it's number six. You know what I mean? But still, phenomenal fucking match. I cannot recommend it enough. Go watch the video packages. In fact, OTT just released it for free on YouTube with the video pack package leading up to it and all that. You know what I mean? So it's right there for you if you want to watch it. You know what I mean? It's right there for you. All right. But <laughs> my number one match, the match I think encompasses, you know, super work rate, uh, high drama, sports sports entertainment. Every aspect of pro wrestling is on display, is on display in this match. Everyone's going to call me biased, and I really don't care. Right? <laughs> my number one. It's Kota Ibushi versus Jay White, the G1 final. Let me let me tell you, I had just got off work, and I watched most of uh, the the show, the G1 final, and like I was kind of struggling to stay awake. You know what I mean? Because I was tired, I was dead tired. And uh, 
they did the angle with Shibata and Kenta, and that woke me right up. But, <laughs> but, uh, man, like, I had an emotional investment in this because after Jay beat Naito, which I 100% talked about was the right decision, if, you know, if Ibushi went in the tournament, Jay beating Naito was the right decision. But, uh, after JB Naito, I was like, "Oh shit, he could, he could, he could win this thing." You know what I mean? And no, no, no doubt about it. Like I made no qualms about it. It's my favorite wrestler on the planet right now. So I was super into that. But all of Japan was not. <laughs> that crowd was a hundred percent behind Ibushi because of their hatred for Jay. You know what I mean? And the fact that Jay beat their boy. This is pretty much New Japan out sports entertaining. The WWE. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that crowd elevated this to legendary status, man. The interference with Gato worked in this. You know what I mean? The tease of, like, Jay. Like, because the entire tournament, Jay had been cheating. And the tease of him going the extra mile to cheat. You know what I'm saying? To, to completely cheat this man out of his opportunity. By bringing out the entire Bullet Club, Sans El Fantasmo. Including the newest member, Kenta, you know what I mean? To 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 pretty much rob Ibushi, you know what I mean? Of you know what I'm saying? Of of a championship opportunity. It it, it was masterfully done, man. It was, it was masterfully done. And the work itself was fucking phenomenal, man. Like the finishing stretch was like so high drama and like the way they the way they, 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 they uh led to that flash blade runner. You know what I mean? And like you knew this could be it, because nobody kicks out of that. And Jay couldn't make the cover because of everything. And then if you watch, like, yo, Jay White is so good, man. And, and I know this is becoming Markeem sucking Jay White's dick, but I'm just <laughs> like, he is so. When you watch his matches again, you notice like little things that you. He's almost like the. I know it's gonna sound corny, but he's almost like the Jay Z of pro <laughs> wrestling. Where like, if you listen to Jay's music, you notice things there that you didn't notice before. Or if you listen to, uh, you know what I'm saying, Nas is another guy like that. But, like, you notice things that you may not have noticed before. That's Jay's matches, man. I didn't notice in this entire Ibushi match <laughs> that every single time that uh, Ibushi got into his stuff, right, Jay would drop and hug the rope. I did not notice that, you know what I mean? And then to, to where the end, where he finally hits the floor when uh, Ibushi goes for the Kamigoye, Ibushi pretty much yanks him up and it hits that knee. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't notice that. You know what I mean? Because he's... He's fucking phenomenal, man. Like, the match is incredible. It's incredible. You know what I mean? And then the right guy won. You know what I mean? I love Jay, but the right guy won. And it's just... It's phenomenal, man. It's my match of the year. You know what I mean? I don't know if it makes my match of the decade list. You know what I mean? Well, it makes the list. You know what I mean? I think all these matches might make the list. Because I'm going to... When I do the list, it's going to be long. I'm going to break it up into parts, and it's going to be long. I might, I might do the top 100. I might be crazy enough to do the top 100 and just drop, like, 10 a week. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about doing that. You know what I mean? These all will make it. You know what I mean? And and plus and plus more from this year, too. Like, like David Starr, Jordan Devlin will definitely be on that list. You know what I mean? But, yeah. That's my five, man. That's my five. And now that I say it out loud, man, like, David Starr and Jordan Devlin just barely got edged by Kento and Namur. It barely, just just by the slimmest of margins, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, and like I had it too. Like I had it. <laughs> now I keep talking. I'm thinking maybe I should have had it on this. But nah, like it's just like what what connected more, you know what I mean? What connected more? And it it was definitely, you know what I mean? It was definitely uh, it was it was it was it was definitely uh the um. Fucking matches I had ahead of it. Next thing I want to do is uh, preview the biggest weekend in pro wrestling, man. The Super Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, the main event, Wrestle Kingdom 14. For the first time in its history, uh, a weekend extravaganza, a bonanza, if you will. I, I have not been this hyped for a show in a long time. A very, very, very long time. This is Juice and Thunder Liger's final show. This is the first time in uh, eight years we'll have an undisputed, uh, you know what I mean, double double champion. The champion of fucking champions in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And 
I don't know what happens to this Intercontinental title after this. I have no idea. Um, do they just, does it just go away? You know I mean, it's very possible. Very possible they just be like, no, nah, we're done with it now. We don't need it anymore. Very possible they do that. New Japan has a lot of belts anyway. You know I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what happens, y'all. But man, I'm uh, I'm super fucking hyped. But let, let's get right into it, man. First match. I want to talk about this one because it's a bit controversial. Dark match. First time we had women pro women wrestlers opening Wrestle Kingdom. We won't see it though. Mayu Iwatani and Arisa Hoshi, Hoshi, Hoshiki versus Gu. I always fuck up her name. Guila and Hana Kimura. Proud of all these ladies. Big fan of all these ladies. Especially Kimura. Especially Iwatani. Two talented fucking women. Iwatani is the best female wrestler in the world. Period. She is she for the, she is the only person from the original Stardom Dojo that's still in the company. You know what I mean? So, there's that like Io Shirai is in the WWE. Kana's in the WWE. You know what I mean? She's the only one still left. You know what I'm saying? But, uh... I'm excited for this, man. I hate we're not going to see it, but uh, I'm excited that they get this opportunity. Uh, people that are going to be there, I'm sure they're going to talk about how it felt live and things like that. Pretty much checking the temperature of the room. I hear it's like a like the the network that airs like uh, Stardom in Japan and like the network that airs New Japan. They're like rivals. That's why we're not going to be able to see it or something like that. Something like that. But uh, I'm just glad they get to do it. The whole derp. Why does a New Japan Pro Wrestling showcase women? Well, there you go. And I know I heard people say that uh, it'd probably be even more of a, a complaint because it's a dark match. And I'm like, well, to those people, you know about this dark match. Stardom is out there. Check out Stardom. You're not because you really don't care if they have women or not. You know what I mean? you just you're doing this shit because, you know, oh, you know, New Japan. You know what I mean? Because, you know, this weekend is going to be incredible. And we know the crowd that does that. Motherfuckers like Ryan Satin and niggas like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Second dark match of the evening. We got uh, Toa Hanari, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. Toa Hanari and um, the New Japan LA Dojo Boys versus the old guys. Hopefully this doesn't go that long. We're going to see this, unfortunately. <laughs> Hopefully this doesn't go that long and it's about four or five minutes maybe. Yeah, just hopefully it's not that long. Don't really care who wins. Hopefully it's quick. Even though Clark Connors and fucking Carl Fredericks are the real deal. Clark Connors is going to be a star in this junior division. Carl Fredericks might be a star in the world of pro wrestling. Like, when he exits the dojo, he might end up in... You know what I'm saying? He's probably going to main event like Tokyo Domes and shit like that. And, even, and if it's not in New Japan... Possibly somewhere else in the world of pro wrestling. Hint, hint. Vince McMahon to see that guy and snatch him up. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's a star. He's a star. The dude's fucking good. All right. And next we got uh, Ken Cozy and versus uh, Nagata and Nakanichi. Again, hopefully this ain't too long. The old guys being the old guys. <laughs> uh, next, man. The first of two Jushin Thunder Liger retirement matches, man. The first of two. And listen, <laughs> uh, had it not been for Liger, I probably would not be the type of wrestling fan I am today. You know what I mean? Because it was pretty much in the 90s where uh, I got into Japanese pro wrestling thanks to, you know, Jushin Liger tapes pretty much. My my mom was a fan of Liger, and uh, that's what got me put on to like. Cause like, basically, if like she wasn't a fan, we weren't gonna buy the shit. So like, I you know what I'm saying just her like wanting to check out Liger and shit. You know what I mean? She got into the tape trade game for a little bit, and then that's when I stayed into it and got her to buy me shit. You know what I mean, that's how I got into Japanese pro wrestling and ECW, blah blah, all that shit. Well, ECW is a different story because I saw it. Late night on TV, but that's not the point. But this weekend is going to be emotional for me, man, because uh, Liger, Liger, man, like, whew, greatest, in my opinion, best junior of all time. I hear other people mention other people, but to me it's Liger. Liger's prime was like 10 years. You know what I mean? He was the biggest star in this company 
for like years and he was small as fuck, you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, the first of two, uh, we got Liger, Fujinami, the great Sasuke, and Tiger Mask 4 with El Samurai. Yes, El Samurai versus Sano, Otani, uh, Takawa, and Ryusuke Taguchi with uh, Kuniaki Kobayashi, man. You know what I'm saying? So much history in this fucking match, man. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, probably the, I don't know who's going to win. I don't think it matters. You know what I mean? This is just a cool match for the visual. Don't expect, like, a super fucking, you know, high work rate matches. This dude, These dudes are, like, in their 40s and 50s and shit. You know what I mean? Of course, like, it's not going to be that great. Like, I think Otani is, like, 50 plus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, they're all old as hell, man. But, uh. Just for the visual, it should be cool as hell, man. You know what I mean? So, I'm not going to say I'm excited about that. You know what I mean? But, you know, the, the match on night two, the, like, I'm excited about that one. But uh, just for, like, the history in this, you know, it, it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle worth seeing. It's like when the legends show up, you know what I mean, on WWE television. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like that. Same shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Why did my volume go down? Weird. But yeah, it's like when the legends show up for WWE television. You know what I mean? It's just like that. So, yeah. You know, get hype. But, uh, what the fuck was I saying? God damn it. What the hell's going on, y'all? All right. Woo. Okay. I think we're good now. But, um, next we got LIJ, Evil, Sonata, Shingo, Bushi, and, uh, versus Suzuki Gun, uh, Minoru Suzuki, um, Tai Chi, Zack Sabre Jr., and El Desperado. I think an angle is coming here. I, th I think an angle is coming. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think an angle is coming. These two matches on here are pretty much to hype up, like, the next night. You know what I mean? And, like, I think one of these is going to have an angle. Because I hear people complain that these next two matches that I'm talking about, this one and the one after, that, you know, hey, you know, it seems like filler. And it does, but I think I think some sort of angle is coming here, man. I don't think this is it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think an angle's coming. I don't know what's coming, but I think there's definitely an angle coming here. Uh, same. Now, the next match, I don't think there's an angle at all. I think it's legit just to hype up uh, the next night, which is uh, Chaos, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Toriyano, Yoshihashi versus uh, Balak Fale, uh, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Yujiro. Um, again, I think it's just hype up the next night. I don't think that, uh, you know what I mean, anything, you know, significant happened here. It'd be kind of cool if, uh, Chase Owens got the pin here, though. Yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. He works hard for them. It'd be kind of cool. He hits the package pile driver on Yoshihashi. What harm is that going to do? You know what I mean? That'd be cool for him. I'd be happy for him. The next we got the meat and potatoes. This is where shit matters now. Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga, Tangaloa versus Finn Juice. Juice Robinson, David Finley. You get these dudes time, man. You get like the Gorillas of Destiny in the right situations can have really good tag matches. You get these dudes time, they can really deliver something really good. I actually believe the titles will change hands here. And I think that uh Finn Juice will win because it plays into what I think the overarching thing of or theme of Wrestle Kingdom will be. You know what I mean? Where uh this this whole weekend will be a changing of the guard. Because right now, let's call it what it is, man. Like, Bullet Club feels like the dominant faction in this company. You know what I mean? They, they just do. They Like, the Gorillas of Destiny has had these tag titles for God knows how long. Uh, El Phantasmo, Taiji Ishimori control the tag title, the junior tag titles. Jay White's the IC champ. Kenta's the never champion. You know what I mean? They feel like the dominant faction in this company. Yeah, you know I mean, and I think that the theme of this weekend will be the 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 armor starting to chink in the new Japan in the, in the new Japan the, the Bullet Club uh, you know suit of armor. You know what I mean? So next we got Lance Archer versus John Moxley in the Texas Death Match. I know a lot of people are also down on this match because like, oh, it doesn't really fit. It's basically a last man standing match. This is uh, Russell Kingdom. Blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, we've had brawls at Russell Kingdom. You know what I mean? Uh, Chris Jericho and, and Kenny Omega had one. Chris Jericho and Naito had one. Uh, Togi Makabe had a couple. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't... I don't know. I think this will be fine. 
Uh, actually, I think this would be great. Actually, I, I think the thing that no one is expecting. I think they'll think, oh, just regular plunder match. Now, I think they're going to get really violent here. I think it's going to be really, really violent. You know what I mean? Like, unexpectedly, there's going to be blood and shit like that. Man, I really do. I think that, that that'll be the thing that, like, it'll have people talking like, oh, this is unexpectedly brutal. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I think regardless of who wins this match, and I think Moxley's going to win this match. But I think regardless of who wins this match, there's no way John Moxley makes it out of Wrestle Kingdom with his title. Albeit because, uh, you know, he signed to AEW. AEW is not going to let him defend this in America. New Japan of America is starting up. They need, you know what I'm saying, the, you know what I'm saying, the American, cha- you know what I'm saying? They need that. Uh, next we got these, the match I'm sec- looking forward to the second most in the entire fucking weekend. The return of Hiromu, he's already been back for like a couple weeks, but still. Hiromu Takahashi versus Will Ospreay. I have no idea what they're going to do. I have no idea what they're going to do. A part of me wants Hiromu to chill out, though, because <laughs> I worry. <laughs> the man's coming off a broken neck. But, man, like, I have no idea what they're going to do. I just hope whatever they do, they, you know, take care of each other and they're just safe. But I have no doubt this will be spectacular. They have never had a bad match against each other. Will Ospreay is going to want to show up because it's probably be a swan song to the junior division. Uh, Hiromu, I think, will definitely win. I think he's a lock to win this title here. And yeah, man, um, I'm I'm really really concerned and also really excited. You know what I mean, I'm as excited as I am concerned for this match. You know what I mean? Because I know they're gonna do some stupid shit. <laughs> I know they're both gonna do stupid shit because that's how they that's how they wrestle. They do stupid shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, we we we, we gonna see, man. The next. I, what I feel like is the biggest match on this night. Like, I know it's not for the world title, but I feel like with the story they've been telling, the way this has been built, this feels like the biggest match on this card. That Switchblade Jay White, leader of the Bullet Club versus Tetsuya Naito, the leader of Los Ingobernales de Japón. Um, I think it's a lock Naito wins here because um, Jay has two wins on him. This this whole Russell Kingdom feels like Naito's story. His story of redemption. You know what I mean? His story of, you know, this is his moment. This is his year. You know what I mean? He bought up this idea of the double belt dash. And I feel like, you know, this is just the first step of him seeing it through. I think this match is going to be phenomenal, man. I think this will be the best match they have against each other. I think Jay's going to want to deliver in this spot. I know Naito will want to deliver in this spot. And, yeah, things are going to be spectacular. You know what I mean? I have no doubt about it. Then next, we got Kota Ibushi versus Kazuhiko Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Um, here's the thing. Night two is not sold out completely. Night one has, you know what I'm saying, has more asses and seats than night one. Night two. Um, the way you do that and make sure that thing sells out Field Russell Kingdom to the brim, you do Okada and Naito again. You know what I mean? But to do it on one day build, it's very, very, very like it's odd. You know what I mean? So like you wanna do it, but not necessarily you don't necessarily have to. You know what I mean? But I do feel like something will happen in the after this main event to where you feel like you don't want to miss, you know what I mean, the second night. Like the hook will be the first night. To get your ass in the seat for the second night. You get what I'm saying? So, like I said, I think oh, I think Okada wins this. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ibushi did. But I, th- I think Okada wins this. You know what I mean? Now, move on to night two. The gauntlet for the Never Open Weight Six-Man Championship. I mean, it's going to be on the pre-show. I don't know who's going to win. It's pretty much taking the place in the New Japan Rumble like it did last year. Uh, it'll be a fun little match. Um, I I want to say though that Lij wins this. I want to say that. Keep that in mind. Uh, but I want to say the Lij team wins this. The Evil Shingo and Bushi. I want to say that. The next we got the final match of Jushin Thunder Liger's career. Shut up. <laughs> the final match of Jushin Thunder Liger's career. Jushin Thunder Liger and Naoki Sano versus uh, Ryu Lee, formerly known as Dragon Lee. And Hiromu Takahashi, the rivals of the early 90s, 
of New Japan Pro Wrestling versus the modern day rivals of current the current junior division in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Man, uh, I think I might cry. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. I think this this um this might get me emotional. This might definitely get me emotional. I'm a uh, I'm 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 not gonna I don't know man I I whoo whoo boy let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you man man um yeah I think that the young guys win obviously I think uh Hiromu probably pins Liger with the time bomb but still like it's Jushin Liger's last match man this is final match. Alright, moving on. We got the Bullet Club. Uh, Taiji Ishimori and El Phantasmo versus Rapongi 3K for the junior tag titles. Uh, I think Rapongi 3K win. I think that they have made uh, a point of letting everyone know that they never won a match at Russell Kingdom. You know what I mean? And I think this is where they do it. You know what I'm saying? I think that uh, some sort of miscommunication happens and I think this is where they do it. And I have no doubt this will be a great match. Give them 15 minutes. Let them dudes go out there and do spots to each other. Then we got uh, the grappling match of the night. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. These two have amazing chemistry. I saw them live in Dallas have like a match that just purely was them grappling. They had everyone on the edge of their seat, man. Um, I think Sonata's going to win. I think that uh, there's a reason for that. I don't know how long he's going to hold this title. I know people's like, Sonata's going to win and he's going to go to uh, the UK and save Brit Rest. I don't think that's going to happen, but <laughs> I think Sonata will win for a reason. You know what I mean? And yeah, there you go. Then we got, for some odd reason, uh, I don't know, the winner of John Moxley and Lance Archer versus Juice Robinson for the US title. Here's what doesn't make any sense to me. Why do Moxley and... Lance Archer have to wrestle in a Texas death match only for Juice to get a title shot. Like, honestly, you can make, I guess you can make the argument that Juice had prepared for Moxley. You know what I mean? So he didn't get, you know what I'm saying, his, his just do, you know what I'm saying? He didn't get the match he prepared for, you know what I mean? So I guess you could say that, but I don't think it's really fair, you know what I mean? I don't think it's fair for Moxley to have lost the belt because his plane, you know what I'm saying, he couldn't get on the plane. Tatha Russell twice, presumably, to win this weekend. You know what I mean? And Lance Archer, he just won the title. Like he, he took advantage of the opportunity he was given. I don't know. It's an odd booking decision. I have no doubt the match would be good. It's Juice Robinson. You know what I mean? He's a talented fucking guy. We've seen that him and Moxley have had a great match in the past. Him and Lance Archer had a really good brawl. I, I, I don't see why this wouldn't be good. But, uh... Yeah, man. I don't know who's going to win. To be honest. I, I think if it's Moxley, Juice wins. If it's Lance Archer, I have no idea. All right. Then uh, next we have Kenta versus Hiroki Goto. Now, initially, I thought, like, Kenta would win this. You know what I mean? But for it to kind of work with what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is the theme of this, of this event. I think Hiroki Goto wins with the help of Shibata. But... You know, you know what I'm saying? He'll he'll get involved somehow. I don't know how, but he'll get involved somehow and cause Kenta the match. Either that or he gets involved and inadvertently cause Goto the match. You know what I mean? But I got no doubt this one would be great. You know what I'm saying? But um Yeah, man, I think it'll be cool if Kenta retained though, because I think he can do more with this title than Goto can. Cause Goto, you know, it, it, this is just like the go to belt for him to just like, give him something to do real quick. You know what I mean? I feel like it kind of means more if Kenta holds this thing. You know what I mean? This is my opinion. Then next we got the consolation match. The, you know what I'm saying? The loser of Okada and Ibushi versus the loser of, of White and uh and and uh, Naito. Now here's the thing. I think the only reason this match is happening is because they have some sort of angle plan for it. And, you know what I mean? Or, or, or maybe they'll announce like, the winner of this match gets a shot at the double champion at New Beginning or something like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, like, it's just kind of weird to have a consolation match. I feel like there's something more to this that we don't know. I feel like this show has a lot of things, that, a lot of surprises are going to be on this show. Um, I think it's going to end up being White versus Ibushi. And who who is more capable 
of taking two losses and not losing a bunch by taking two losses. You know what I mean? And my gut tells me Jay is going to be the one to take two losses, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was a Bushi. You know what I mean? But my gut tells me it's going to be Jay, and I'm going to be sad about it. But, but you know, you got to go what you got. And next we got Tanahashi versus Jericho. And this match is one that I was not looking forward to at all. But now we got this whole thing with Tanahashi saying that if he beat Jericho, uh, he wants an AEW title shot. And Jericho pretty much saying he talked to fucking Tony Khan. And Tony Khan was like, yeah, we'll do that. And like New Japan acknowledging AEW. And I don't think, I don't know if AEW has a knowledge of what's going on with New Japan. I don't know. But this, this whole situation is weird. I don't know what it means, man. I don't know what it means. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't I don't fucking know what's happening. I want to say this is just like them telegraphing that Jericho wins and them just like, hey, fuck it, Jericho beat him. They're not doing that. But if Tanahashi wins, man, they talked about it. It might fucking happen. And does Jericho bring the belt with him out there to the rear? I don't know, man. Like, I know a lot of people are saying, because this be the signs of them working together? And I certainly hope so. <laughs> but I, I don't think nobody nobody really knows what's happening. So the whole thing is weird. Then next we got biggest match in maybe the modern era of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Champion versus champion. Intercontinental champion. World champion. You are the man if you win this match. You are the undisputed guy at the top of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tetsu, what I think will be Tetsuya Naito versus Okada for the for the champion of champions. I think this is the moment. Where Naito wins this thing. Naito finally gets his moment in the sun where he is the guy to take New Japan into the next decade. And they and they put the battery on his back and they go with it. That's just what I think. I think he'll shut up. I think he'll finally get, you know what I mean, his, his win against Okada. And then after his win, L.I.J. will come out there draped in gold. And we'll get the L.I.J. salute. That's how I think Russell Kingdom goes up there. Stardust playing in the background. Them all fist bumping in the ring, confetti falls from the sky. That's how the Russell Kingdom goes off the air. Just what I think. I also think that a theme of this show will be Jay White if he if he takes both losses and all his homies lose titles. Him being disillusioned with how they handled that, how they handled uh, you know what I'm saying Russell Kingdom, and I think like this would be him like, you know what I mean because because every so often like. The Bullet Club gets disillusioned with their leader. And I think like this would be the moment where he's like, you motherfuckers, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? I think like this would be this, the, the beginning of the dissension in Bullet Club because they'll all lose tonight. You know what I mean? Just my opinion. Tell me what y'all think, y'all. I cannot wait for this weekend. I've talked nonstop for almost an hour. <laughs> Uh, I really think this show is going to be something special. I know a lot of people have been kind of down on the card. I'm not one of those people, though. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, thank y'all for listening to me rant for like an hour. Uh, you guys are the best, and I will definitely talk to you guys later. Take care. Nightmare out.